here on our backs in Shavasana, this first idea I want to communicate is that words are to thoughts what breath is to prana. Prana being your vital life force, your vital energies, prana being the pure energy of the word that brushed across the firmament and the waters. The word, the energy, the vibrating vitality of the universe is symbolized by your breath. So can you now breathe with that in focus? Maybe you can feel the electric sensation of air gliding up the nasal passageway, filling up the belly. And maybe you can feel that thrilling electricity of air flowing around the whole body as you exhale. Remember that this is anatomically impossible since you breathe in and out of the lungs, yet you can sense now a sensation in the belly as you breathe, quote unquote, into the belly. Feel that. There are many books in the Christian tradition that didn't make canon. The Greek intellectual Marcion, along with Constantine, edited the Bible a great deal. And in choosing what books were canon and what books weren't, many of the Gnostic texts or the Christian mysticism tradition texts were omitted. They can still be accessed in the Nag Hammadi Library and the Dead Sea Scrolls, which you can purchase on Amazon. But two books that were taken out of the Bible were Adam and Eve 1 and Adam and Eve 2. They were kind of the sequels to the first story in Genesis. And in these sequels, the legend is that God breathed into man and woman life. The breath in Egyptian mythology, which is the parent to Christianity, is a deity in of itself. Breath is the bringer of life. Breath is the purifier. Breath is the fundamental movement of energy in your body. And so now I'm going to leave it up to you as to what to do with that breath. I will give you suggestions as we move through today's meditation. But should you feel called to breathe in a different way, by all means, I invite you to do so. For now, let's start with samavritti, box breathing or same consciousness breath. Inhaling for a count of four beats, pausing at the top of the inhale for another four beats before exhaling for four beats and pausing for four beats. 
feel free to go at your own pace. Here is a suggested pace. Inhaling one, two, three, four. Pausing one, two, three, four. Exhaling one, two, three, four. Pausing one, two, three, four. Inhaling one, two, three, four. Pausing one, two, three, four. Exhaling one, two, three, four. Pausing one, two, three, four. Inhaling one, two, three, four. Pausing one, two, three, four. Like this, continue. Now, there are four sides of the cross symbolizing the four elements. Jesus that gets crucified in the center of the cross is sometimes depicted as a rose. The rose that flowers in the center of the cross is a symbol for quintessence the mysterious fifth element that pervades all nature. The myth of the cross can date back to the Egyptian myth of the Mount Benben. There was a primordial ocean named Nun at the dawn of time. And from that ocean arose a mound named Benben, the primal mound. And from that mound arose a tetrahedron, which is a four-sided pyramid. Each of those four sides represented an element. Air, earth, fire, water. And at the top of the pyramid, there bloomed a lotus. And in that lotus was the baby Horus. Just one of the Egyptian myths. The flowering of the lotus is your awakening inside of matter. You came here from a transcendental plane of pure being so that you could wake up and realize your divinity inside of nature. You are that Christ imminent. And upon the cross of the four material aspects of your being, air for your intellect, fire for your impulse and will, water for your flowing pure emotions, and earth for your grounded bone, muscle, physical existence. From these simple objects, from these simple tools, emerges Christ consciousness. Let this fourfold breath symbolize that process.
perhaps maintaining the fourfold breath, perhaps breathing in a different way, up to you. Let's bring both knees into the chest for Apanasana. We'll do the entirety of a short practice on our backs. So notice your back on the floor. The Christ often said, wherever I lay my head, that's my home. Can you embrace that simplicity of being content with where you are right now? Maybe you rock side to side. Maybe you circle the knees around the hips. Maybe you rock back and forth. Lest ye be as little children, yours is not the kingdom of heaven. Maybe as you hug yourself like this, you feel your own babyishness, your own childlike, not childish, but childlike experience of this moment. After all, here you are, adults, rolling about on the floor, hugging your knees into your chest. When you're ready, bring the feet back to the floor, knees bent, and bring the right foot on top of the left thigh, and let's thread the needle. Before you reach the right arm through the thighs, press the right palm into the right knee or right thigh to open out that leg more and then reach the right arm through the thighs, grabbing either the hamstring or knees, your left hand grabs the same place. Yes, so grabbing the hamstrings can be nicer on the shoulders. Sometimes grabbing the knees can cause the shoulders to hike up. But if you have a lot of hip mobility, perhaps you prefer to grab the knee. Choose what you'd like. It's okay to relax the left foot, but keep the right toes flexed back. If you feel called to roll the right, sorry, left heel around the ankle, do so. It's a very free form practice today. Just a little movement to get breath and body in a flow state for a short meditation. Feel that hip start to open up. As you know, we store a lot of psychic trauma in the hips. One of Jesus's most powerful messages and perhaps the most difficult to follow is to forgive everyone. And there are many who have wronged us, sometimes in quite horrific ways. And yet, we are not doing ourselves any good by holding on to that charge. So as you access the right side hip now with this pose, gently pulling the left knee into the chest as you relax the shoulders, neck, and face, can you relax into a feeling of acceptance and perhaps finally forgiveness for all the trespasses that have been done unto you. Forgive us, Lord, for the trespasses that we have committed and those that might trespass unto us. Forgive them too.
As Ram Das points out rather chillingly in Be Here Now with that beautiful graphic of Jesus on the cross, how much love and light must there have been in Jesus's eyes as he looked the person who was nailing him to the cross right in the eye and perhaps whispered, forgive them, Father, they know not what they do. Can we now find the ability to forgive those that have wronged us simply because they didn't know what they were doing? They had no free will. Under the sway of the ego, they acted in what they thought was the best action in the time. Bring the left foot down and let's switch sides. Right foot flat on the floor. Left foot goes on top of the right thigh. And before threading the needle, use the heel of the left palm to press that foot into a deeper external rotation and then thread the needle. Draw the right knee into the chest. Now, forgiveness is not just this tutti-frutti kind of, all right, be cool with everyone. It's much deeper. When some wrong has been done to you, a negative charge, it's pure energetics here, gets transferred into your being, into your energy field. As long as you resist forgiving the person who gave you that charge, you carry that charge in you. It expresses itself as tightness in the hips, tightness in the body, and tightness in the mind. So whenever you think about that person or about that event, you feel constricted. The heart feels gripped. When through body breath practices, you're able to let go and forgive, you release the charge. And ironically, that's when they get their comeuppance. <laughs> it's not until you release the charge that it can finish its karmic circuit and go around the way it came. This, of course, shouldn't suggest that you forgive as a form of baneful magic. A lot of people who have heard this message are excited to forgive, to harm their enemies, but that's not forgiveness. It doesn't quite work. Also, once you forgive, wealth, abundance starts to flow into your life. And as we go into this second to last pose, right after this, I'll tell you a beautiful story. It's from Sean Covey, actually. And it's the story of the two seas in Galilee. One sea, both seas re receive the same water. That's the premise of the story. The water comes from the River Jordan. So it's the same water. There's one sea that's slightly higher up than the second sea, and that sea receives the water, but for every drop of water that it receives, it gives out 10 more. Many streams run out of that sea, far more than those that run into it. Because of the generosity of this sea, Traders love to walk by it. Villagers grow up around it. 
Children splash on its shores. There is always the sound of laughter and song as people bathe and play. You can hear birds and animals all around. What a festive and wonderful place, this sea. Now, further down, there is another sea. This sea receives the river Jordan, but does not give. There are no rivers that run out of the second sea. And even though the water is the same, for some reason, traders avoid that road. No cities have grown up around the sea. The water is salty and unsuitable for most life. And they call the sea the Dead Sea. It's died because it's lost its capacity to give. Let's bring the right foot back down, left foot down too, and bring the soles of the feet together as you gently allow the knees to splay open. You're welcome to place bolsters or blocks under the upper thighs. You're welcome to place your hands on the belly and continue your breathing exercises. You're welcome to even place the hands on the heart. Now, wherever your hands are, Jesus's central message was to draw you into your very own heart space. As it says in the book of Matthew, lay not up your treasures where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break in and steal. In other words, there can be no real value in material things. Where your heart is, there your treasure lies. And if you think about this, we don't actually crave things. We crave the flavor of consciousness that we experience through having that thing. So it's not abundance or money or a relationship that we want. It's that particular feeling of being financially safe, luxurious, loved, loving. The irony is that we are working on the external world furiously without ever looking to our internal world when the rewards that we're seeking happen inside. They are feeling states. The meditation we are going to go into shortly will ask you to artificially, as it were, summon up a feeling state. Once you realize that you have the power internally to bring any feeling into the immediacy of your own awareness, perhaps the truth that where our treasure, where our heart is, there our treasure lies, becomes evident. Once we find our heart, that is the core of our being beyond our concepts of mind, self, mine and yours, personality. Once we find this place, we start to relate to others, role to, sorry, soul to soul, rather than role to role. In that sense, we can no longer judge or criticize. How canst thou speak 
of the mote in thy neighbor's eye when thou canst not see the log in thine own. That statement could only come from one who realizes with humility and compassion his place in the grander scheme of things. Jesus was a king to his people, and yet he often said, when you enter a room, go and sit in the lowliest place. And when held in awe and wonderment, At his various works, he said, I can of my own self do nothing. All my works, my father does through me. Any artist can identify with this experience of a flow state. Whether you're a dancer, the moves come out of you. Whether you're a painter, a musician, it all flows through you. Live like that. Let every moment live itself. Maybe now you can feel your feet touching one another. Bring your awareness down to the feet. Jesus talked a lot about the heart, but he also talked a lot about the feet. Quentin Tarantino has nothing on Jesus when it comes to foot fetishes. He loved to wash the feet of his disciples. In yoga, we know that the feet are the fountain of spiritual power because it's at the feet that most of the powers of your being accumulate and concretize. All the sacred upper chakra energies come to bear down at the feet. And so in yoga, we touch the feet of our teachers. We kiss and put our face where their feet is in order that we might receive the benedictions of the teacher. But beyond just the feet as a foundation of spiritual strength, your feet also come into contact with the earth. Jesus used to talk about the father, but he talked about the mother just as much, if not more, than the father. He used to point out flowers, the ultimate hippie if ever there was one, and he would say, look ye at these lavenders. Even King Solomon is not clad in raiment finer than this. Truly, when you find the treasure, which is the control of your own emotional states, the mastery of your own inner world, then will you enjoy the fruits of your labor, which namely is the love for simplicity. Yogis know this. There is a delight in the opening of the hips, a simple delight in the breeze brushing across the face, the rapture of birdsong, the first sip of one of Caroline's green juices. All of these are treasures more valuable than any other thing in life. So as you feel your feet now, 
Can you connect with the simple pleasures that you care about most? Can you evoke them to mind now? The sound of the rain on the rooftop as you sleep in? The sound of a wind chime in your family home when you were a child? As Starbucks says, trademarked, that first sip feeling of your favorite beverage? At this juncture, I'm going to offer a few options. We're coming now to our meditation, our um, main course for this evening. And I'm going to give you all a few options depending on what you need most. The first one is to bring the knees together, come into Shavasana, and continue exploring the feeling state of simplicity. That is, as you lie in Shavasana, start to evoke memories of simple pleasures in your life or simple moments of joy, and then start to feel that emotion, intensify it. Maybe locate the emotion in your body. Maybe it's in your hips, underneath your palms in your heart, underneath your palms in your belly. Maybe you can, as you locate the emotion, draw the awareness deeper into it by breathing into that space. It's not what you do that matters. It's how it makes you feel. So this is the first feeling state I would like for you to explore. If there is something in your immediate environment, like, I don't know, incense or essential oils or a favorite plant, and you want to bring it into the space to look at it, to appreciate it, that's fine too. Anything you can do to evoke a feeling of simple pleasure, go ahead and do that. So that's our first option for meditation. That's door number one. Door number two is the forgiveness meditation. So to do this one, you can come into Shavasana or come into a seated cross-legged position, your favorite meditation posture, sitting on the edge of bolsters or blankets. And in this meditation, you can close your eyes and evoke every memory in which you've been wronged that you can remember. Replay that memory vividly in your mind. Feel the feelings that come up by revisiting those memories. And maybe that's enough. But ideally, you go deep into that state and identify with the other person. See their frailty. See their attempt to do what was right, but their ignorance as to how to do it. Accept that they had limitations and perhaps forgive. There's another way to do this exercise. You can grab a pen and paper, write down the names of those people who have quote unquote trespassed against you. And next to each name, after evoking the memory, you can write, I forgive you. 
This is a difficult and fierce meditation, but very powerful. The third option today is to either in Shavasana or in a seated meditation posture, investigate the feeling of pure compassion. To do this meditation, you will lie down or sit and call to mind everything that inspires love in you. Perhaps you start with your family, your immediate loved ones, your animals. Then perhaps you expand that to your friends, to the plants in your garden and the animals in your neighborhood. And then perhaps you expand that to all the people who live in your city. And you continue to expand and expand until the sphere of your love, the sphere of your compassion envelopes the whole globe, if not the whole universe with every being in it. You can visualize this as first a blue orb in the center of your heart. Maybe you start with the love of your own body for all that it's done for you. And you slowly see that orb grow and visualize it encircling or encompassing your immediate family, friends, and pets. And like this, allow the orb to grow out. Okay, these are your three options. Please feel free now to come into any position, Shavasana or a cross-legged meditative position, and assume one of the three meditations. We will do it in silence. The meditation will run exactly 12 minutes long. At the end of 12 minutes, you will hear a bell, maybe three bells. And then for exactly three minutes and 33 seconds, we will all of us engage in a Buddhist style of meditation known as metta, which means loving kindness meditation. For three minutes and 33 seconds, after our 12 minutes of formal meditation, imagine sending the energy from today's practice, from today's meditation out to any group of people that you think need it. Maybe it's the underprivileged or poor in your own communities. Maybe it's people in the Middle East, in Sudan, wherever it is. Whoever you feel like helping, you will visualize them and send a wave of love and joy their way. All right, so that's what we're going to do. Choose one of the three meditations and we'll set the timer for 12 minutes. Starting when you hear the three bells. Om, peace, peace, peace.
to move into 3 minutes and 33 seconds of metta meditation maintain this quiet still space as you bring to mind any who would receive the power of your meditation now in the highest love and light send them this kindness and when you hear the bell we will end our metta meditation 